Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers. Welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. I'm your host, Santino Cocone. And I'm here, joined by my main man on Tuesdays. That is Steve Williams. How you doing today, Steve? I'm pretty good. How about you, man? I'm doing good. Uh, this late, I'm actually pretty happy about this one. It's uh, what I think is our last two-game slate of the NBA season. So we have a big responsibility, man. Hopefully uh, we can help out all our listeners here. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I'm kind of excited for the last doubleheader. Yeah, we got a game one for the Eastern Conference Finals and a surprising game seven uh, with the Clippers and, and Nuggets. And the Nuggets apparently like being down 3-1 because they play their best basketball when their backs are against the wall, I guess. I know. Really surprising stuff from them. <laughs> I thought they were done in like five games this series, but I was I was very wrong. Yeah, and to think they almost took that 2-1 to one lead and they blew it. Uh, and I, I thought they were done after that, and then they lost the next game. But th- kudos to them, especially last game. They were down, what was it, I believe 17 at half, uh, and, and two minutes into the third quarter, it's like, okay, that they're not playing. And then all of a sudden, I, I turned on more football, and then I came back, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a game. And, oh, wow, the Clippers or the Nuggets are winning. Oh, wow, they won. Yeah, Jokic has been awesome. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll get to him though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him. Um, so yeah, let's just let's jump right into it, man. So we mentioned we got the two game slate. Uh, so the first game is going to be six thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Miami Heat, who have been awesome in the in this bubble playoffs, and the Boston Celtics, who have been awesome themselves in these bubble playoffs. Um, the Heat are quote unquote the home team, or the Celtics are quote unquote the home team, and they are favored by one and a half points in this. They are a negative 125 on the money line. The Heat are a plus 105, and the over under is a solid 209 and a half. Uh, the injury report has the the Heat have Chris Silva out, and the Celtics have Gordon Hayward listed as out, and Javante Green listed as doubtful. Hayward did a little stuff on the side yeah, on Monday. I believe he should be... I don't think he's going to play this game, but they said he's going to return at some point during these Eastern Conference Finals, so that's definitely news to keep in the back of your mind and, and watch out for, but he shouldn't be playing in this one, and we'll start with the quote-unquote away team in the Heat. Uh, let's see who you like in the, in the the on the Heat. We'll start with their big guys in Butler, Adebayo, and Drogic. Uh, the top two are 85, 84, and then Drogic is 73. Do you have any interest in 
any of these guys or most of these guys or none of these guys? <laughs> <laughs> I have uh, I have some interest in uh, both Bam and Jimmy. Um, I'll start with Bam. Uh, he, he destroyed the Celtics in their last matchup. Um, granted, Jimmy Butler wasn't playing. It was a bubble game. Um, but Bam went to the line for 18 free throw attempts. Whenever someone goes to the line for 18 free throw attempts, it just makes me think that another team can't handle them. Um, Bam is an athletic center that I could just see giving Boston a lot of trouble this series. Um, I like uh, I like going to him now before his price rises. Um, outside of Bam, I do like Jimmy as well. Jimmy's priced at 8500 Um Butler likes to come out swinging in these playoff matchups. We saw him absolutely eviscerate the Bucks in uh, their game one. He also had a really nice game one against the Pacers. Um, I think this game one is going to be pretty important for the Heat. They're pretty well rested, so I like their stars to uh, you know, really go for it in game one. What do you think of those guys? Yeah, so weird. weirdly, I have a couple stats here. The Heat are 0-2 when Jimmy Butler played. Uh, they he he didn't play in the in the bubble game, and they wound up winning the bubble game without Butler. So they're zero and two with Butler, one and zero with without him. Um, but he only played them in the regular season before the bubble started. But he is also averaging forty five point three points in those two games. That's five more points than he's averaging on the season, pretty much. Uh, I like Jimmy Butler more in this for some of the reasons you said. And I just think this is a pretty good matchup. We'll probably see a lot of Marcus Smart on him, depending on where they want to put Smart. But I, I think mostly on Jimmy. But I, I think this is a solid matchup for him overall. He has the size advantage. And, and like you said, he likes to come out and make a statement in game one. This, to me, um, gives him, I like him more in this. He, he should be fully rested, as should this entire Heat team. And they had a lot of time off with that big win, or quickly game or five game win. Um, so I like him a little bit more than Bam. I also like Bam a, a decent amount besides the game that uh, Butler didn't play in the bubble though. He was tending to struggle against this Celtic team averaging only 32.6 points on in three games. So I'm not fully on him. The There is another center that you mentioned earlier. That's only uh, 1600 more. That's a lot, but the way that other guy is playing, if I'm going to pay up, I think I'm going to definitely go in that direction to pay up. So that's the only... Uh, that's uh, Mason right Plumley you're hinting at, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mason Plumley. Actually, it was Bull Bull. I think uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to lean towards him as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like your point about uh, you know Jokic only being 1,600 more. I, 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 I guess... Um, Something I'm considering is just that I think Bam is a lot better now than he was six months ago when they played last time. Uh, so I like I like using the recent sample a little bit more. But yeah. I, I think you make good points about the price difference between him and Jokic. Yeah, and I I, I think I uh, Bam is awesome, and he's only gotten better and better. The one thing I think that I'm intrigued to see how the Heat come out that in game one and game two and so on, and, and how Spolstra uh, puts his defense. Is he going to put Bam a lot on Jason Tatum, and are they going to play a little bit bigger and maybe put Kelly Olynyk at center uh, and Jay Crowder kind of give some of Crowder's minutes more towards Olynyk too? 
and have Bam play a lot of Tatum because we saw that in the first, not fully in the first series because uh, Brooke Lopez decided he doesn't care about going in the paint anymore on the offensive end. So they were able to get away with it, putting Crowder on him for a good stretches, but uh, Tice and he doesn't mind banging down low a little bit. So I'm interested to see if they'll put more of Olenek in there to have someone match up with that size. If they put Adebayo on a Tatum, which it makes, it only makes sense for me to see that happening. So this is one of the interesting things about this series is both teams have so many options with how they're yeah. going to match up. So your game scripting it that way, I was thinking more that it would be Crowder on Tatum um, with maybe some Iguodala on him if uh, you know they want to give him a different look. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see Bam on Tatum too. Like like you said, this is just uh, you know. This is a, this is a tough one to really pin down. I'm I'm excited to see how these coaches uh, match up for game one. Yeah, and and you're right. Both these teams have a lot of people that play the same position, positionless basketball, and, and nowadays, so Bam could could guard most people, uh, and and Crowder could, with a small forward, power forward, Iguodala's anywhere from shooting guard, small forward. He's pretty much similar size to Tatum, so he could play power forward in this series too. There's just so many different options. You're right. I don't think there's going to be someone playing, guarding someone for 40 minutes, but I, I just have that feeling that um, maybe not in game one, maybe we'll see we'll see how Tatum does, but I have a feeling Bam's going to become the primary defender on Tatum just because he is this the best defensive player in this game, in this series, I should say. Ah, eh, Marcus Smart's there too. Uh, I might have to take that one back. Yeah, <laughs> yes, on the Heat. <laughs> yes, yes, stick to the Heat. Um, <laughs> but the other guy you brought up was Dragic. I don't really have any interest in him at, in him at 7,300. Um, he's been awesome, but when you have players like Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown you could throw on him, I just, uh, I, I've got to see him you know, fulfill that price tag against this tough Boston defense before I'm ready to spend that. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate because I, before I looked at the pricing, I did like him. It's like, Ooh, tragic. I know he's getting a little older. He had great playoffs so far, not great bubble all around. And then he just had what a week off. So he he's well rested. And then I saw 7,300 and it was just outside of where I'm super comfortable playing him. If he was in the, where he was at uh, 68, 6,900. That to me is okay. I, I have some room to play with there, but 73, it's just, just enough to where I don't, I'd probably rather just prefer to pay up a little more if I have the money. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, uh, anyone else on the heat team that you're looking at? Any of these cheaper guys? Yeah, so there is two guys that I would be looking at for the cheaper. Uh, one of them is Tyler Hero. He's also been playing really well. He's 5,400. That's the teetering on the, is he going to bring back value or not? He can. He has the upside, too. His floor is probably uh, just missing value, so that's not too bad for me. But he's playing pretty well, and I think he might have the matchup advantage. If we see Marcus Smart go on a lot, Jimmy Butler a lot, and Jalen Brown, like you mentioned, Andrajic, or vice versa, uh, that means Kemba's going to be on Tyler Hero. And I know Kemba had a few days off, which is, I'll get to that later. But he didn't look super healthy lately. So if he's going to be guarding Hero, Hero has a size advantage on him. And I kind of like that matchup for him 
if if that's what they go and that's what I'm predicting again they have so many people that they're going to be mixing and matching and trying to get their their optimal uh pick and rolls and whatnot and try and get the optimal defender on whoever but I do like Hero there yeah good call um you know I, I didn't think about him too much but the way the matchups work out I could see Kemba having really no choice but to be on Hero uh, so, you know, Hero's a little bit taller. Um, Kemba's going to have a decent offensive load, so I like him to, you know, it, it, it's hard to carry such a big offensive load and be chasing Hero around off screen, so that's a good call. Mm-hmm. And is there anybody else? There's one more guy I like, but I'll, I'll throw it to you. Is there anybody else uh, that you'd be looking at at this team? There is. This is more of a uh, dumpster dive, game scripting type uh, pick, but I think you're going to find that as you're building lineups, we might need to, you know, I, I find one or two of these guys. But um, I'm going to have a little bit of a look at Igadala at 3,700. Um, he certainly does come with a high level of risk, but Igadala is on that team to guard opposing wings. Boston is, you know, Boston is wing heavy. If your game, if you tell me that Iguodala is going to play 25 minutes, I'm happy to pay 3,700 for him. Uh, I think he's an awesome matchup for Jason Tatum as well. We brought that up before. Um, he just has this way of stripping people and making things difficult for them. He's rested. Um, I could, I could see it happening. What do you think about Iggy? Yeah, I don't mind Iggy as well. I think, uh, like you said, there's a lot of wings on this team and. Iggy is one to to guard some of them. Um, to me, I'm also looking at the guy right under him. I mentioned earlier, Kelly Olynyk for 3,500. Uh, without Hayward here, it is one less wing player that you have to worry about. Uh, that meaning Daniel Tice gets more minutes, Rob Williams gets some minutes. Um, we saw Grant Williams close out last game. So I think, like I mentioned, I think Bam. It might not be game one. It's something I want to definitely keep track of but I think Bam is going to be the primary defender a lot in this series on Jason Tatum and that means that they need more size to match up with Daniel Tice who could theoretically beat Jay Crowder down low a lot uh, just size wise and, and draw fouls on him so they need someone like Kelly Olynyk to step up and and be that guy to help on Tice down there and I think that's why he's going to get some more minutes in this plus it's uh he played with many of quite a few years in Boston so uh, it's always the the revenge game narrative that people like to say, but uh, I just think the size advantage because Bam is their best big defender that he's going to see quite a little bit of, uh, or quite a lot of Jason Tatum in this. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, I like that call too. Uh, Linux always a really good uh, fantasy point per minute producer too. So he doesn't even need a lot of minutes to hit value at that price. Yeah, it's not a bad price to see. Uh, and like you said, you were probably going to be a half to dumpster dive a little bit. So uh, these are just flyers if, if you're in that territory. Cool. Want to bring it over to Boston? Yeah, let's bring it on to Boston. So I mentioned that Hayward's probably not playing this. He's listed as out, and I don't think it's going to change. And Javante Green is, is doubtful. Uh, but let's touch the big guy. So Jason Tatum is at 9,700. Jalen Brown is at 8K. Kemba Walker at 7'7", seven, seven. and I guess we could throw Marcus Smart in there at 6'9". His price tag went up. Uh, who do you like out of these four guys if you had to take uh, some stabs here? So I actually, I really only like one of these guys. Um, 
I was trying to convince myself to look at more more than one of them, but uh, I I really just like Kemba out of the four. Um, I fully respect uh, Miami's defense and that they can make things different difficult for a lot of opposing offenses. But if they have a weakness, it's their ability to deal with quick point guards, particularly ones that can shoot. Um, the Bucks don't really have that person, so it wasn't an issue in that series. But if we bring it back to the Pacers series, um, Brogdon did give this Heat team a little bit of trouble. Um, Kemba has this way of really making a defense stretch out. Um, you know, if, if Olenek's on the floor, I can see them you know, running some spread pick and roll, get a Linux away from the hoop, really spread out the defense. Uh, I think that um, just going through the matchups, I don't really know on this Heat team who can guard Kemba Walker. Um, this is going to be a big series for him. Uh, you know, like, are, are they going to put Iguodala on him? That, that might work for a little bit, but, you know, Iggy's getting a little old and Kemba's quick. Um in terms of uh, fantasy points per minute, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba are all about the same in the uh, within the same range versus Heat team, and Kemba also comes in as the cheapest of the three. Um, so yeah, I, sorry to keep it brief, but I just mm-hmm. like him the most out of the four. All right, I like that. Uh, to me, I'll touch on a couple of them quickly. Jason Tatum for ninety-seven. The, I'm going to pay up three hundred and get a better matchup and a guy that's cooking in a, in a position that you can't really find in Jokic. And we'll get to that later. Uh, so I'm going to pass on him and I'm looking at this. When you're looking at the stats, you see he scored, he's averaging 21 points per game, but he's only averaging 36.8 fantasy points per game in the two matchups previously. He didn't play in, in one of them, but in, he's averaging under his, his app, his, season average against this heat team. Uh, so he's struggled against them. And as I said, I think Bam is going to see, he's going to see a lot of Bam and that's never a good sign to see a lot of uh, Mr. Adebayo. So that's why I'm going to stay away from him. Uh, Marcus smart at that price tag. He's been playing really well, but that's a high price tag, similar to what we said about uh, Goran Dragic at, I like him, but it's just teetering on a little too high for me. If you took off, if you put him down to 6K, uh, I, I would like him a lot more. But 6'9", I'd rather just pay 400 to get uh, Drogic. And I, we already both said we think that's too high as well. So same thing for me for Marcus Smart. So I'm going to leave him alone. The two guys that I'm looking at, you mentioned Kemba. I uh, like a lot of the reasons you, you mentioned, and very good reasons. They, he, this is a matchup that is prime for him. And at 7,700, I, I don't mind taking that dive. The one thing that I want to watch for and that might make me not play him in this game, but moving forward, is I want to see how he is because those last few games against Toronto, he just didn't look like he was healthy again. It looked like he might have tweaked something. Uh, he shot his last four games, one of seven, one of six, one of six, one of six from deep. So he was just not shooting well. Uh, I... I Usually I like to target people that aren't shooting well. I think it's going to turn around, and he had a, quite a, a couple days off, so I think he'll feel better, but I just want to see it first. So I'm not going to give like a ton of him, but I'm going to get some exposure to him because I do think it's a great matchup for him. Someone like Drogic or Hero, so one of those two guys aren't really great at defense, 
they're mostly going to be on him. Uh, and you mentioned if they throw Iguodala, he's a little older and slower. Kemba's got steps on him if he's healthy. So I, I really like Kemba in this. Uh, but I'm not going to fully go on board until I know that he's fully healthy. If something changes, if I see an update or something like, hey, Kemba was looking a little lackadaisical last round. Now he's the time off in between games got him better. I'm like, okay, then I'll, I'll play him a little bit more. But I also don't mind paying 300 for um, extra for Jalen Brown, who's played pretty well against this team. He's scoring uh, almost 25 points per game against Miami. That's points per game in the three games. So that's easy. Been a high scorer here. I think the floor is pretty safe for him. Uh, so I really like him as a cheap, definitely as a cheaper pivot to Tatum as well. You know, one thing that, that I think is worth mentioning as we look at the history with these teams is Hayward actually kind of beat up the heat in the two regular season before the bubble games. So there, mm-hmm. there will be some extra usage that's floating around um, from Hayward not being there for the first game. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's reasonable to expect a little bit of a boost from Brown, Tatum, and Kemba from what we saw in the their previous matchups. Yeah, and you you said it uh, kind of, you said it, but you didn't get to. Or I'm gonna get to it, like you said, I guess. Uh, when Hayward does come back, it's going to change the dynamic of this team. Uh, like you said, he. he did do really well against them in this regular season. And so far in, in main, most of these bubble games, sans a couple, he hasn't played. So this changes the whole dynamic when he does come back. He takes usage, he takes shots, he takes a lot of or time, he takes a lot of stuff away from these three big guys. Um, and then that's something to think about when we do get to that point. Yeah. Um, let's there- talk about some of these cheaper guys on Boston. Yeah, is there? I was going to ask, is there anybody else that you... Uh, are liking on Boston. We know we know that the, the big three guys get all their usage without Hayward here. Uh, Marcus Smart's been playing well. Do you like any of these ancillary pieces like Tice, Williams, Wanamaker, other Williams? <laughs> other Williams. Uh, <laughs> and if those guys, there's one person I'll give a little bit of a look. I don't know if I'm going to play him unless I get the Santino stamp of approval on him. <laughs> um, but I figure he's worth talking about Robert Williams. Um just with Bam and his ability to get uh, Boston players in foul trouble, I'm game scripting a little bit here, but let's say Tice draws a few early fouls. They're going to need someone to go out there and guard Bam. Uh, Robert Williams, if you give him 20 to 22 minutes, uh, he can return value at 3,400. Uh, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think there's a world at which you know he, he gives you a decent value at 3,400. Yeah, uh, he could. Um, but at the same time, when we, I saw Grant Williams close out game seven kind of gives me a pause of, do they trust him a lot more in that situation? Uh, his, his defense is pretty good as well. He's not the yeah. rim protector, but do they trust him? If Tice gets in foul trouble, or are they just going to split those minutes down there? It's funny that they have Enos Cantor and he just doesn't see the floor anymore. Pretty much. Um, I don't think he can see the floor <laughs> against this team at all. I think they'll beat no. him up. Yeah, he's just too – he's that old-school center type of guy. He's just in the wrong era at this point. Um, but Tice at 57, another guy that I wanted to play, but it's just a little too high for me. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, I'm not I'm not too high on, on many of the ancillary pieces outside of the Brown and, and Walker pretty much here. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Done with them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and um, before we get on to the Game 7, which I'm excited about, uh, let's talk about if you guys haven't been to my bookie yet, get on to my bookie, type in the promo code hoopball20, that's H O O P B A L L 20, uh and you will get 100% of your deposit matched. And if you guys got in here last Thursday when the NFL kicked off with the Chiefs and uh Texans, you would have gotten a free 45 bucks. Uh they may, they let you put up $50 and and to win 45, but it was literally free money that they were giving you. Uh, I hope everybody got to it. I know I did, but they were letting you take the Chiefs plus fifty-four. Uh, <laughs> even if they said Chiefs zero spread, it was a good bet. But they gave you fifty-four points and and let you take the Chiefs. So they were pretty much giving you fifty-four bucks. They have a lot of different type of things going on there too. Uh, every so often you get some cool promos and stuff. So definitely check this out though. And they really do. When you win, they pay you. So you don't have to be. Uh, worried about that either but this is a great site and i'm i'm been betting all night or especially with football back it's it's just more fun it's football's the the prime betting sport in in the country and that's why people like it so much uh and also check out our other sponsor um <clears throat> over at manscape.com and put in the promo code hoopball uh hoopball 20 and then you get 20 percent off your order and free shipping. Another great site. I've been saying how much I like the Lawnmower 3.0 all the time. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic, and uh, I will continue to back that <laughs> until people try it. Because once you try it, you're never going to want to go back to whatever raise you had before. Um, but yeah, those are our sponsors, and definitely check them out, guys. Put in the promo codes and, and get all that good stuff. But let's go on to this. Second game, buddy, uh, at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we have the Nuggets versus the Clippers, another Game 7. Ooh, I, I love that. My two favorite words in sports, Game 7. Well, we have another one. Uh, the second time that the, the Nuggets clawed back from a 3-1 deficit to force a Game 7, they won the first time, and let's see what they can do with the second game. Uh, the injury report right now just has the Nuggets have Klatko out, or Vlad Kankar out. I said his first name, butchering already. Mm. And Will Barton out. Uh, they both will not be playing in this. And the Clippers don't have anybody on their injury report, as has been the case. It's <laughs> throughout the throughout the bubble and throughout the playoffs mostly. Um, but let's start with the uh, over under here. We have. <clears throat> you want to take a stab at who you think's what? How do you or how do you think they they spread it out, or what the spread would be? Uh, I I think I saw it. So it was a, it's Clippers by six or so. Oh, close! They they actually raised it now. The Nuggets are the underdogs now. They're getting seven and a half points. Oh wow! Plus seven and a half. Yep, that's but that's why I asked you because I wanted to say wow too. So the Nuggets are plus seven and a half. The money line is plus two seventy for the Nuggets and negative three thirty for the Clippers. The over under is. 207 and a half so two points under the first game uh and and yeah buddy let's let's hit on the the nuggets first because they are quote unquote the away team here we have the two big guys at 8700 for jamal murray and Jokic for 10k i know i'm pretty sure we both have some interest in Jokic, as we've said earlier but uh do you have any interest in him and or why do you have interest in him and do you have any interest in murray uh, I I have a ton of interest in Jokic. I think he's my <laughs> favorite guy to pay up for on this whole slate. Um, 
Jokic has just been crushing the Clippers. Uh, they don't really have much of an answer for them. Uh, if you know the Nuggets are going to have a chance to win this game tomorrow, it's going to be from a big game from Jokic. Um, you know he's averaging almost 1.4 fantasy points per minute against these Clippers, and he's going to play over 40 minutes. Um, I don't really think I need to say anything else about uh, about that. That should tell you right there. Um, yeah, yeah. I love Jokic tomorrow. I'm I'm with you, and even more so, be, not only because he's crushing it and his floor is 50 plus points, so you're you're hitting value pretty much unless he gets hurt or fouled out early, you're hitting value. That, there's no way about that. Uh, the only time he didn't hit value was that first game after a grueling comeback game seven when they only had one day of rest. So he's hitting value, and I like him even more because. Uh, Leonard and Tatum, there are other options at the forward position. There's Butler, there's Brown, uh, there's other people around there that you can plug in. Center with a four four teams, there's not much. Uh, so I love paying up for him there. And I'll let you tell, I want to know, uh, and that, now that we got him out of the way, I wrote on my notes for, for Jokic, yes, please. That's it. That's all I wrote down. Uh, That's all so, you needed to know. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so the the big question of the night though is do you like Jamal Murray in this one? I don't. Um, Jamal Murray now has had two bad game sevens in a row. Um, I also just think that you know if if he gets going at all, he's going to get the Kawhi slash Paul George treatment. Um, sorry, man. Until until I see Murray, I, I just. I, I just don't see Murray as that guy right now. I don't see him that guy to go out there and, like, whoever's – it doesn't matter who's guarding him. Um, you know, these Clippers are loaded with perimeter defenders. Um, no, uh, I, I won't be paying 87 for Murray. And Murray played really well last game at uh, 21, 5, and 5. He's averaged he, – his last – Four games, he has five, seven, seven, nine assists, five, eight, four, four rebounds. Uh, he's playing pretty well overall. Uh, his shooting is down, but everything else is, is his other stats are pretty well. That said, I haven't played him once in my lineup in this series, and it's just because what you said. They have Kawhi Leonard that can be a primary defender. They have Paul George that can be a primary defender. I think this guy is absolutely the most overrated player in the league. In Patrick Beverly, I just don't think he's any good at basketball, and I continue to say that. I mm-hmm. think all he he, he just, he's the guy that uh, I call him the Chihuahua because he just screams and barks and yells, but there's no bite behind it. Um, but the, all that said, he gets on people's nerves, and he's kind of a pest. He can be a pest for five minutes a game. So they have a lot of, uh, include him. They have a lot of people that they can just throw at this guy, uh, and Jamal Murray, and at eighty seven hundred. I just can't pay that. If if the Clipper or if the Nuggets win and they get to the Lakers in the next round, I will get back on him and hopefully he's closer to 8K. But needing at least 45 points from him to bring back close to 5K value, just slightly over, is a tough ask for me. And all that said, uh, I will go Jokic for 1300 extra and uh, look down the rest of this roster. Speaking of the rest of this roster. Is there anybody else that you like on this roster? There's a few guys I'll give some consideration to. Um, Gary Harris, I have to say I am truly impressed that he was able to play 42 minutes last game. Uh, He was awesome defensively. He had four steals. 
chasing Paul George all around. Um, you know, this guy just had the virus over the summer, and he didn't join the team until right around playoff time, if I remember right. Oh, he didn't even play the first yeah. couple of games against the Jazz. So his just his conditioning alone, I'm beyond impressed with this guy. 4,600, if he's going to get 40 minutes again, I think he's a decent guy to look at for a value play. Um, and then outside of Harris, I'll also give a quick look at uh, Michael Porter Jr. for 5,300. Um, we've seen Porter Jr. just have some monster games over the past month. Uh, he's been producing at over a fantasy point per minute against the Clippers. The issue has just been the minutes. Uh, last game was a, you know, winner go home game six and he was all the way up to 27 minutes so i'm encouraged that uh malone is getting a little bit more confidence in uh porter jr and i think he's worth uh, worth a look at 5300 uh anyone anyone else that i missed that you're looking at no you said the two guys that i'm looking at uh <laughs> gary harris at 46 great value he like you said he played over 40 minutes he looked healthy he was running on the floor all over the floor uh, his shot was Pretty much, he almost hit 50% from the field. He just looked good, and he has looked pretty good the last few games. Uh, his, he didn't get many shots until the last game, but he he just looks good, and at 4,600, we haven't mentioned many people in that price range yet. So I'm definitely going to be seeing some a fair share of him because he's cheaper than most people, and he's getting the minutes, seeing the run. Uh, a Game 7, they need his defense out there. So uh, I'm, I'm very on board with him. And Michael Porter Jr., Ooh, what an enigma of a guy. Uh, the last three games after he made uh, a little bit of a stink, the last, especially the last two games, he's only had 10 shots. But on 10 shots, he's, produ- he's still producing. He's grabbing some rebounds uh, whenever he's on the floor. He's hitting his threes. He's hit over 50% the last three games from three-point land. I continue to think that they need some more of him and more minutes and more shots funneling to him. So I'm going to play him at 5,300. I just think that's a really good price for a guy who can go off. And uh, we mentioned you mentioned last year Jamal Murray kind of struggled in Game 7. This year he struggled in Game 7. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Gary Harris are very good plays outside of Jokic. Cool. Yeah. Wanna head over to the Clippers? Yeah, let's head on to the Clippers. Uh, we t- said, I mentioned they don't have anybody on the injury report, so let's get right into them. The two big guys and then everybody else we can talk to after, but Kawhi Leonard at 10-4, the highest player on the slate, and Paul George at 8-6. Who do you like and why? Um, I think they're both decent plays. Uh, I'm going to be leaning Kawhi tomorrow. Uh, I know he comes in expensive, but... This is a guy who just, I mean, when I really look up and down this Nuggets roster, I don't think that a motivated Kawhi can be stopped by anyone. Um, I think Kawhi is going to be very motivated tomorrow. Uh, I think he's going to get out there. He's going to get steals. He's going to fill up the stat sheet. He's going to play over 40 minutes. Um, I know this might a little bit just be my faith in him, but this is, this is a guy who I think is at worst the third best player in the NBA. Don't see them going down to the Nuggets, and I see him taking it personally, scoring over 30, rebounding, getting steals. Um, he's I, I just have a lot of faith in Kawhi, I guess. Uh, George, again, George is a solid play. He comes in at 8,600, so he's you know a much better price. Um He's just been a little up and down, but the 
you know, much reduced price tag from Kawhi, I think puts George in play. Yeah. So um, Kawhi Leonard, my notes, I put claw in a game seven. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, the only thing is he's 400 more than Jokic. I think Leonard has the higher ceiling, but the alternatives at center push me to Jokic because there's just, you mentioned Bam. Outside of Bam, who do you, you have Tice and you have uh, a Zubak or, or a Hero who's barely, he's not even seeing the floor. So I just like the position eligibility of Jokic better because uh, there are other options at small forward too. That said, Claw in the game seven, he has the highest ceiling on this slate. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with the guaranteed 55 points as well from a center. Uh, but there's nothing I can say wrong with Claw. And you, backing everything you said, he's just, he's one of the best players in the league. And if and when he does, if he did, wins a third championship this year or in the coming years on a third, in a third city, on a third team, and he gets another um, finals MVP, we're going to have to re-rank where he is ranked on among the all-time greats because uh, that's pretty much unheard of. Uh, but, yeah. So I, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on board with him as well. As far as Paul George, 8,600, he's put up 50 points the last two games. He's played really well. He has 39 shot attempts these last two games, 19 attempts from three, 19 threes. If he's going to see that much usage... Uh, I mean, eighty six hundred. I really like that price tag. Uh, the is I do like Jimmy Butler a little bit more. Same price, so that's where I would be leaning to. Um, but eighty six for Paul is is not bad. It, it's a he's played well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that we're we're just both. Uh, we're I, I guess that we're looking at it as. Uh, Kawhi is the guy that he knows he's the first option, and I think he's going yeah. to be <laughs> demanding yeah. the ball quite a bit. That's how I'm seeing it. And it, I like George, but I also think that Jimmy Butler is is right there, and, and he's the first option on this team tomorrow, too, at the same price. So that's where I'd be leaning. Cool. All right. So um, how do you feel about the rest of this team? There's nobody higher than fifth. 5,500 with, we got Lou Williams, Marcus Morris, Zubak, Harrell, Pat Bev. Uh, anybody else on this team you like? Maybe Jermichael Green. Are you a Jermichael Green believer? <laughs> oh, no, no, not the Jermichael <laughs> Green whisperer. Um, <laughs> no, I, out of everyone else, I, I like Zubak. Um, at 4,800, uh, he's, his minutes kind of keep creeping up. Um Montrez Harrell has just not looked like himself as of late. Uh, he was a negative 19 last game. He can't rebound. He cannot. He cannot defend Jokic. I just think that Doc Rivers would be wise to keep his minutes low and get Zubac to play as many minutes as he can. Um, last game, Zubac was a team best plus 11. Uh, the Clippers, which this is kind of interesting to me, but they're having trouble defending when he's not on the floor. Uh, he's really helping this team out. His production is not quite uh, kept up with that price tag of 4800 but I just don't expect Zubac to keep shooting as poorly as he is. He's only 3 for 14 in the last uh, two games. This is a guy that's shooting most of his shots from within a few feet of the hoop. So... You know, give me a 12 and 12 game from Zubac in 30 minutes, and I think he'll give you some nice value at 48. Yeah, that's the other guy I had written down too. 
Uh, and he's played 30 minutes in three straight games or oh, in 32 in one of those. And you'd said it, he's just shot terrible from the field, but he has 12, nine and nine rebounds. So he's grabbing rebounds and he has four blocks in those three games. So he's doing a pretty good job there. Um, still averaging over 20 points a game, tw- about 22 fantasy points a game. And if you're playing 30 minutes, uh, at some point, he's going to have to hit more of these shots. It's not like he takes jumpers. He, t- he takes shots close to the rim. So I think some of them are going to fall. Uh, you you say instead of seven points total scoring the last two games, you give him eight, and he, he can hit you 30 points there. Uh, the only thing I that is wonder or uh, might be a negative is you mentioned Montrezl Harrell. Do they give him more minutes in this one? I don't think he's earned it. He's played absolutely terrible in the last, especially this this series. So, I it's it would be very hard to force feed that a guy that's just not been not looked right all playoffs, all bubble when he joined to more minutes. So I, I like Zubats in this one as well. Yeah, they're gonna have to figure out this Harold thing before they play your Lakers, if they yeah. play your Lakers. Yeah, and and he just won the sixth man of the year, so uh, he's really showing well on that front but we'll see but yeah. outside of uh Zubac, there's not really anyone else i like um i think that lou williams is a little bit too easy to hunt defensively i just uh i just don't know how long he can really stay on the floor um you know morris green these guys are just too hit or miss for me yeah what about uh patrick beverly any interest at 4k I mean, maybe if he stops fouling people constantly, <laughs> um, I just uh, I just don't have a lot of faith in Beverly. Uh, he's only returned twenty fantasy points once in the last six times he's been on the floor, and you know we're looking for twenty two points or so at this price. Um, fouled out last game, four fouls the two games before that. Um, no, I'm not not too into Beverly tomorrow. Yeah, I think he's gonna hit a three, uh, a weird three, and then make a really one really good defensive play, and then scream, and then everybody's gonna think he's really good. Uh, but I'm not interested in him as well. I, I saw a tweet someone put up, and they said that um, Patrick Beverly is a Marcus Smart wannabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that because uh, Marcus Smart doesn't scream; he just plays hard. And yeah. he's actually really good. This dude just yells and makes fun of Damian Lillard for some reason. <laughs> That's his game, man. He's just trying to get in people's heads. Yeah, exactly. He's got, he has he does it to Westbrook, Lillard, everybody who plays, uh, even though they torch him. So Maybe maybe if they gave like a DK point bonus for getting in people's heads, I'd consider him. <laughs> him and Lance Stevenson might be, might be first round, first choices out there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Um, looks like we hit it. So before we head on out of here, I do got to ask one thing. Who is, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I'll give you a second. I'm going to say it slow, and I'll talk to myself first and hopefully let you get in the head. Uh, but now I'm done. <laughs> who is the guy, if you're making multiple lineups, who is a guy that you're not leaving the slate without? Uh, Jokic. Jokic is going to be in most of my lineups. I think uh, you had mentioned it before, but his floor is so safe at 10,000. Uh, I think his ceiling is high. Um, 
he seems like as close to a guaranteed thing as there is on this slate. Yeah, yeah, uh, he he is the closest thing to. Well, I, I would say Leonard is a guarantee as well in Game Seven, uh, but the positional eligibility for Jokic just screams play me play me play me play me uh and i guess if i was gonna go value because you i was i would have said Jokic too but if i was gonna get go with value probably stay at the same team and say uh, a little bit of a uh, gary harris is going to be in most of my lineups at 46 that's just very cheap for me to uh, be able to fit a lot of these guys here who are priced up yeah yeah good call i like harris too all right man uh so Good luck in your in your games and everybody else around the hoop ball community and who's listening. Good luck. This is, I believe, this should be our last two game slate of the season because I'm fairly confident Eastern Conference and Western Conference finals are going to be every other day instead of uh, matched up and matched up. I think the Western Conference finals are going to start on Friday, uh, so this is our last two two game pod. And I'm not a fan of these showdown slates, so. I'm going to play as much as I can here, and I think my I think you might be too as well, Steve. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for our last doubleheader. Got a little tear coming out. Uh, <laughs> it's also so strange that it's in September, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's very strange, uh, but it is what it is, and I can't wait for it. All right, guys, so looks like that's it for another edition of Hoopball DFS today. I'm your host, Santino Cocon, uh, and with Steve Williams, and as always... Oh, and yes, Steve will be doing a layup line, the last major layup line that's not just a, a single game out there tonight. So definitely, if you're a reader or you just like reading as well, uh, get that in there. Steve does a great job every every Tuesday slate, um, and this is the last main one with multiple games on there, so you're definitely going to want to get a look into that one. Um, and now I could say, on behalf of myself and Steve, a thank you guys and and enjoy your uh, night off on Wednesday because we will not be doing a podcast as there will be no basketball. So we'll see you again on Thursday and uh, take care, guys. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.